Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, as we celebrate the third Sunday in Advent. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to those who are returning home to our parish community. Because of the Delta variant's community spread continuing in Allegheny County and the latest recommendation of the CDC, we are asking parishioners and guests to please mask up again. For those who wish to continue physical distancing, you can be seated in the designated area in the church where the pews are marked with ribbons. Assisting us today as our lector is Carol Bombich. Our altar server is John Volet. Our cantor is myself, Christine Jordanoff. Our organist is Brian Hart. Our celebrants are Father Daniel and Deacon Frank. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, number 395 in the blue hymnal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. As we light this candle of joy on our Advent wreath, Mary, we are reminded of the joy of the mothers in our world who await the birth of a child. We recall those moments and the quiet when they place their hands on their growing bellies and feel the love that has called this new creation, this child, into being. Mary, we also remember the many mothers in this world who fear and worry 
overcome their joy. The mothers who do not know if they will be able to feed their child. The mothers who may need to take this newborn a thousand mile journey to safety. And the mothers who worry their sick children cannot get medical care. Inspire us to action that we may participate in the coming of God's kingdom where all mothers can be filled with joy as they bring your children into this world. Amen. Amen. My family, as we gather this evening to celebrate the life and love of God Almighty, as we continue our journey of Advent on this third Sunday of Advent known as Gaudete Sunday. And for Gaudete, in Latin, Gaudete means rejoice. So we are called to rejoice on this third Sunday because our journey is almost to its completion. Our Lord and Savior is almost with us in time in his nativity. And that's why we light and wear the rose color for this. Because in our tradition, purple is penitential or preparatory. You know, the anticipation of Christmas is, is seen in Advent, the color purple or violet. But white is the color of celebration. But when you mix the two, rose comes to the front. And that's why this third Sunday of Advent, we light the rose-colored candle and we wear rose-colored vestments to signify rejoicing in our journey and in the celebration of Christ with us and Christ Jesus for us. So with this all in mind, let's pause and call to mind those times in our lives where we did not truly accept God in our lives, where we did not allow him to love us. And for those times, let us just open ourselves up more deliberately to the presence and activity of God in his love, mercy, and compassion. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christe Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who see how your people faithfully await the feast of the Lord's nativity, enable us, we pray, to attain the joys of so great a salvation and to celebrate them always with solemn worship and glad rejoicing. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Please now be seated for readings from sacred scripture. A reading from the book of the prophet Zephaniah. Shout for joy, O daughter Zion. Sing joyfully, O Israel. Be glad and exalt with all your heart. O daughter Jerusalem, the Lord has removed the judgment against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You have no further misfortune to fear. 
On that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion, be not discouraged. The Lord, your God, is in your midst, a mighty Savior. He will rejoice over you with gladness and renew you in his love. He will sing joyfully because of you as one sings at festivals. The word of the Lord. with joy and gladness for among you is the great and holy one of Israel cry out with joy and gladness for among you is the great and holy one of Israel God indeed is my Savior St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The crowds asked John the Baptist, what should we do? He said to them in reply, whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none, and whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, teacher, what should we do? He answered them, stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers asked him, and what is it that we should do? And he told them, do not practice extortion, do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them saying, I am baptizing you with water, but the one mightier than I is coming. I'm not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the fire and the Holy Spirit. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn but the chafe will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. A little context before we get into the exposition. The context is all throughout this week, and even highlighted here in the first reading from the prophet Zephaniah, but all throughout this week from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord God has been referenced with a number of different titles. And each of the titles in our Hebrew-Jewish tradition have meaning and significance, great meaning and significance. For instance, Isaiah, as well as even here in Zephaniah, refer to God as the Lord your God, the Lord your God. And those, that title, the Lord your God, is a, it harkens back to the time of Moses, where God revealed himself to Moses and by extension, the people Israel, and shared himself. When God revealed himself, he revealed his name to the people, to Moses and the people Israel. And by sharing his name, 
he shared himself with, the, with them. And, and then he was therefore referenced as the Lord your God, meaning he's, he's the God of the, he's not only the God of all creation that sustains everything in being, but he is now the, the Lord, the God of Israel. God is their God and they are his people. That's why from there on out, they were known as the chosen race, a royal priesthood, a chosen people set apart because God revealed himself to them and their, his title from there on was the Lord your God. But also, he's referenced by Isaiah and, and in this passage from Zephaniah as the Holy One of Israel. The Holy One of Israel. Another title that was referenced, used for God, that expressed intimacy with the people Israel. The Holy One of Israel. Again, it was conveying intimacy, conveying relationship. But the most beautiful name or title and the most profound name or title that was finally uh, 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 ascribed to, to God was used by Isaiah this week, actually, in the readings for daily Mass. So if you attended daily Mass or if you want to look back, Isaiah chapter 41 uses a title that was never used for God before. And that title is Goel, the Goel. And Goel in our Hebrew Jewish tradition is more of a family relationship. It's someone in the family who is responsible for everybody else in that family. Specifically, if someone gets into trouble, the Goel would go and rescue that person. If someone uh, captures uh, someone in the family and makes them a slave, the Goel is responsible to go and redeem that person or, or to save that person. Or, worse yet, if, if someone is wrongly killed, then the Goel is the person in the family going to go out and seek vengeance. That is the Goel in the Hebrew Jewish tradition. In brief, there's more to it than that. But in Isaiah, the Goel is then referenced, or is God is referenced as the Goel for Israel. Again, a very profound title, name, relationship, but now for the first time, ascribed to God and revealing that God wants to be the Goel for Israel, to be in that intimate relationship with them, that no matter what happens, he will be with them and he will be for them as their vindicator, as their rescuer, and as we have now defined it, as their redeemer. So the redeemer has that notion of not just someone who comes and saves, but someone who is family. It's someone who is so close with us and intimate with us that no matter what we do, they are there for us. That's the reality of the Redeemer, now associated with God. And then we have this passage from the Gospel, and it's the Gospel of Luke, and it's chapter 3. Please take a look at it. And it begins with people asking John the baptizer, what shall we do? The crowds ask John the baptizer, what should we do? And then, it, and then he gives a nice answer, beautiful. Yes, 
follow it, it's really good. <laughs> then the tax collectors came up to the, and, and, and they said, teacher, what should we do? Well, and John gives a wonderful answer, follow it, good idea. And then the soldiers come up and say, well, what, should I, what, should, what is it that, that we should do? So everybody is asking John the baptizer what we should do. Well, that's all well and good, and he gives responses. But then it reveals, then it says, now the people were filled with expectation. They were all asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. You know, it's fascinating just to think about that. What, what expectation? Not only was he the Christ, but did they want the Christ, the Messiah, to tell them everything to do? <laughs> One day to the next? Okay, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Oh, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to do? Well, the beautiful thing here is that no. While John gives wonderful advice and wonderful things to do, God reveals that it's more than just about doing things. Because when someone assigns just tasks for you, and you just do the task, you could easily do the task half-heartedly. Or you could do the task begrudgingly. Well, sometimes that's what we get ourselves into. Yeah, we do nice things for people. But sometimes, many times, even myself included, we do them half-heartedly. Or we do them begrudgingly. So you could do all these nice things, but in your heart, mm, but your heart may not be in it. Well, let's go back to the context and to the foundation of this little exposition. It's more than, a just, it's more than about doing things. It's about being. It's, or more specifically, it's about becoming. Becoming who we truly are. And from the beginning, God has revealed to us that we are his children. We are children of God, brothers and sisters to one another. And that's what John says. Instead of worrying about what you're going to do, there's going to be one who's coming who will baptize you, meaning he will immerse you in water. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and, fi and fire, meaning by this baptism, by this immersion in the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we become children of God. And by this fire, another reference to the struggles of this broken world that are not punishment for us, but are opportunities for us for purification and strengthening in virtue as a child of God. So my family, it's not about doing kind deeds all the time and chalking them up and saying, okay, but then why am I unhappy inside? It's not about necessarily doing things. It's about being in relationship with God as his beautiful daughter or son and not worrying about everything you got to do, but recognize who you are and just be yourself. Let us now stand and profess our faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Our family, as daughters and sons of God our Father, let us now turn to our loving Father and ask him to hear our prayer by responding, Lord, hear our prayer. For the courage to break through all that separates us from one another, whether it be fear, anger, hatred, or disease, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. That the Holy Spirit may awaken each and, one, each and every one of us to new ways to relieve the suffering of all who are wounded, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For an increase in faith and joy and the loving protection of Mary, our mother, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We go forth on this feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe for the grace to work for justice and stand in solidarity with all indigenous people, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Charles Andreen, Jennifer Grayson, and Ronald Trimble, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For an increase in vocations to the priesthood, the diaconate, and religious life, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We remember today the Drzezinski family and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. And gathering our prayers together, let us now pray our prayer for unity. Together, we raise our voices to Mary, Queen of Peace, our Mother, to your most glorious Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community united in the spirit and living our covenant. Amen. Amen. Please now be seated for the preparation of the altar and the celebration of the Eucharist. Our song for the preparation of the gifts is number 590, Christ Be Our Light. Longing for light, we wait in darkness. Longing for truth, we turn to you. Make us your own, your holy people, light for the world to see.
longing for peace. Our world is troubled, longing for hope, many despair. Your word alone has power to save us, make us your living voice. Christ be Pray that my sacrifice and your sacrifice may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and of all his holy church. May the sacrifice of our worship, Lord, we pray, be offered to you unceasingly to complete what was begun in sacred mystery and powerfully accomplish for us your saving work. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For all the oracles of the prophets foretold him. The Virgin Mother longed for him with love beyond all telling. John the Baptizer sang of his coming and proclaimed his presence when he came. It is by his gift that already we rejoice at the mystery of his nativity, so that he may find us watchful in prayer and exultant in his praise. And so with all the angels and saints gathered with us here and now, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. 
for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and David, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God and our Mother, the Queen of Peace, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we now joyfully, as his daughters and sons, joyfully dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church 
and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other some sign of Christ's peace. Peace, brothers. Peace. 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 On your stay, quit holy Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy. You should enter under my roof. But only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. The body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. For those unable to be with us physically, we now pray a prayer for them of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you are already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. For the distribution of Holy Communion, please come forward in two single file lines. Once Deacon Frank and I disinfect our hands, we'll meet you at the base of the steps. We'll be right there.
Our communion song is number 416, A Voice Cries Out. Just a few announcements this evening. In today's bulletin, you will find the names of the newly appointed Parish Pastoral Council, along with what they plan to focus on over the next three years. 
Also under the taste and see column in today's bulletin, we are sharing information about the hospitality ministry and the roles they play in church and during the celebration of mass. Please join us this Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. at St. Mary the Mount Church for a Christmas brass concert. The admission is free and a free will offering will be taken up to benefit a local charity. Masks are strongly recommended. Also in today's bulletin, you will find information about the Jesse trees that are in each of our churches. There are sheets with Jesse tree activities and readings, and please feel free to take these to share with your family and friends. And finally, we will be cleaning St. Adalbert's Church this Sunday following the 9 a.m. Mass. We will also be cleaning St. Mary the Mount Church this Wednesday from 5.45 to 7 p.m. Thank you. Let us stand and pray. We implore your mercy, Lord, that this divine sustenance may cleanse us of our faults and prepare us for the coming feasts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mass is ended. Go in peace. Glorify the Lord with your life. Thanks be to God. Our closing song is number 401, O Come Divine Messiah. <laughs>